Hey, good morning, Munchropolis. It's now 5 after the hour of 6 a.m. in the big monster city. Come on! Let's get pumped! I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot! What can I say? The camera loves me. Shall we After you, Junior. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Logged It, episode number 29. We're talking about adventure movies today. Um, if at some point I turn my camera off and run away, completely ignore it. I'm taking a dog out to pee. Uh, this is going to be a fun episode. we got a big panel. Lots to talk about, lots to get through. Let's get started. Uh, Caleb Boatman is here with me, as always. Boatman, uh, how are you tonight, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I had a rough day a little bit, but I'm happy to talk about movies. So, yeah. Caleb Coho's here. He hasn't been here in a while. Caleb, welcome. I'm very excited. I love the show. I'm excited to be back. Uh, it's been a minute. Yeah. Jack, you made it. Yes, I did. How are you? Tired as all hell, but I am here and I'm happy about it. So I'm, yeah, that's that's what we like to hear. All right, Albert, first time on the show. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. I've always wanted to be on, but either the scheduling or the uh, category I'm not familiar with. So I say no, but finally here. So I'm glad. Yeah. And Brian Michaels is here, uh, Mr. Adventure himself. Brian, how are you? I'm fine. It's already my second time this season, second time this month, so I don't even need to watch another movie again. So. That's fair. <laughs> That's accurate. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Logged It. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about some movies tonight. That's pretty much all you need to know. If you have Letterboxd, uh, it's even better, but otherwise you don't really need it to talk about movies, but Hey, that's kind of the point. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to get started uh, with the way we always get started. It's uh, our favorite movie that we logged this week. Coho, uh, why don't you kick us off? Sure. Uh, my favorite movie I watched this week uh, is a recent release. Uh, I got to see Cyrano a little early. Um, I I really liked it. Um, I was, I was already very excited, uh, but it's a movie that um, the performances really work for me. I think Peter Dinklage is really great. Um, I was not taken aback by the musical elements of the movie. I think those are pretty, you know, subpar and fine. But I think on the whole, the story is so strong and the performances are so strong, especially from Dinklage and Haley Bennett. And I, I love Calvin Harrison Jr. since I saw him in Waves. So anytime he shows up, I'm very excited. Um, and even Ben Mendelsohn. Like, I think everyone who shows up in this, like, just turns in a really good performance. Um, and it's my first experience with the story of Cyrano de Bergerac. So that probably will put it a little bit higher. Um, I, like, specifically saved, uh, like, Cyrano for this version. Uh, and I really loved it. So I'm very excited to go back and watch old versions now. Yeah, we talked about this a couple weeks ago because Brian uh, brought it up. I still haven't seen it uh, because I, I I watch films uh, in the theater legally. Um, I don't know how the rest of you people watch them, but um, I'm I'm a Christian man. I know Brian saw it in the theater. I trust I, I trust Brian. He's an a he's, he's an A lister. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to it. I've heard really good things. You're now the second person that's told me that it's very good. Um, and while I normally don't trust Caleb Coho on most things, wouldn't trust him to save my life, wouldn't trust him on a sandwich recommendation, but I would trust him on this. So, uh, good shit. Boatman, did you get a chance to see this, uh, since we last talked about it? No, I'm, I'm waiting for, for theater. Cause I've waited this long. Fair enough. All right, Jack. 
I haven't seen it, but it's got Peter Dinklage in it, so I'm pretty much guaranteed to see it at some point in my life. So, yeah. All right, Albert? Uh, I have not seen it, too. don't know anything about it, but I plan to see it soon. Brian, anything you want to add since the last time you talked about it? No, I mean, you already heard my thoughts last time I was on. I heard it. I liked it a lot. Uh, as soon as it opens in theaters in, what, a week and a half, I'm going to go see it again. Same. All right, I'm being viciously attacked. So, Boatman, why don't you talk about your favorite movie and then uh, lead into the next one while I take a dog outside? Yeah, my favorite movie that I watched this week, uh, I haven't gotten to a lot of new watches this week, but of the new watches that I did have this week, uh, my my favorite is Red Rocket. Red Rocket uh, was, I, I, I'll admit, I had issues with Red Rocket, but overall I thought it was great and the the quality of the movie really rests on Simon Rex. Simon Rex, who plays the main character, is phenomenal. He's got this, like, he's absolutely a scumbag, but he also has this, like, charismatic energy that you kind of get why people buy into a lot of his BS, and it's great. And I, I love those types of characters, or love to hate those types of characters, however you want to say it. Um, it's definitely uncomfortable, but that's kind of the point. It's definitely one of those nightmare comedies where you're laughing, but you're also a little bit like horrified about the situation. Uh, and it's, it's great. Uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. I had some pacing issues, but overall really good. Has anyone else seen Red Rocket? Uh, Brian, have you seen Red Rocket yet? I have not seen it yet. It is on my watch list. I'm, I'm very curious about it because when I first saw it coming out, it's like Simon Rex, who, you know, went from MTV VJ to starring in scary movie sequels to like adult film. So I kind of thought we'd seen the last of him and he popped up in this and I'm like, okay, whatever. But then I've heard nothing but good things about this movie. So I definitely want to see it. I, I feel like you'll actually like it. I don't know, but I feel like you might. Albert, you seen this one yet? No, this is Sean Baker's film, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like Florida Project a lot, so I plan to watch it, but no, I haven't seen this. That's fair. Uh, Jack? Uh, no, but it is at uh, my local indie theater, so I'll see it later this month. Uh, yeah. so yeah, excited. Oh, I know you've seen this. Yeah, I like this movie. Um, I think Simon Rex is great. I did not know who he was going into this movie, to be totally honest Same. with you. I didn't know anything about him. Uh, so just to hear the real-life journey he's been on for Brian in very brief detail, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that I kind of want to know more about who this guy is. If that's like, this is like very meta casting then. Um, but he, he's fantastic. I think that, um, I think her name's Susanna Sun, who plays Strawberry is also phenomenal. I think like she's really good. She has a very difficult part to play. I think she does it really well. I think Sean Baker does a really good job of walking the line on this that other Oscar filmmakers this year weren't able to do as well. Um, but I think that he did it very well. And I'm actually really bummed this didn't get any attention at the Oscars because it deserves it. It's a great movie. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we'll keep going this way and we'll go over to Brian. Brian, what is uh, your favorite movie you watched this week? Um, having as like you, I haven't got a lot, whole lot of first time watches this week. So, uh, my favorite rewatch of the week actually just recently rewatched the uh, Jack Reacher movie. Um, with the with the uh, Amazon Prime series that just started up, which is very good, by the way. Um, <laughs> That it's kind of been a renewed interest in this and you know, a lot of comparison to Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise's movie um, that I know the character in the books is supposed to be like this big, bulky, you know, blonde guy. And so people freaked out when Tom Cruise was cast in the role. And uh, but I actually thought, I mean, as someone who never read the books, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it worked really well for him. 
Um, it's kind of fun watching it now that I've seen the series. I can totally see, you know, the whole different actor in that role. But still, I, I like Tom Cruise in it. Um, it just really reminded me how good Christopher McQuarrie is at everything. Uh, writing, directing. I mean, he obviously, you know, with the Mission Impossible series, you got the action stuff down, but he knows how to make those dramatic tension. Uh, his dialogue is fun because he started out as a writer of things like Usual Suspects and that. And uh, it's just a really good movie that I actually enjoyed, I think, more this time around. Yeah, uh, I've never seen this, uh, but my dad loves this movie and also just watched the show. And uh, he liked the show as well but noted that this guy was physically very different than Tom Cruise. Yes. Very, very, uh, Albert, very. you ever see Jack Reacher? Uh, not the first one. I saw Jack Reacher Never Go Back, the sequel, uh, two years yeah. ago, I think. But I've never I've never seen the first one. I like this. I sort of like the sequel, though. It's not my The sequel's uh, okay, but the first one's yeah. definitely way better. Yeah. yeah. Jack? Uh, I know I've seen bits and parts over the years, but I've never seen the full film. And I... Uh, I didn't know Christopher McQuarrie was involved in it like at all. So mm -hmm. that actually sparks a little bit of interest in me to actually go and see it. So. Uh, Tim, you seen this one? This feels yeah. like a Tim movie. This movie's awesome. Uh, I saw this in the theater when it came out and I remember being so surprised by it because the trailer is just like Tom Cruise in a car, like driving. And I was like, what the fuck? And this was before, like, <laughs> I really like realized how much I like Tom Cruise. Like I thought it just kind of looked, bad honestly but i remember going to see it i was the only person in the theater and i had a ball um and it holds up i watched it in 2020 uh because maggie had never seen it but i remember when rogue nation was coming out and i was like oh shit it's the same dude who did jack reacher never go back sucks though so that's fair co um i've only ever caught bits and pieces of this movie whenever it's on when my parents watch it because they love it um but i fun fact about the guy who plays him now in the show uh al richardson is from Grand Forks, North Dakota, born on November 28th, 1989, in the same hospital as me. So we were born same day, same town, 10 years apart, which is really fucking I didn't know about the birthday, but I was reading up on him, and I saw that Grand Forks, I'm like, Caleb. Yeah, that's he's literally same hospital, 10 years apart. That's awesome. All right. Uh, so did we just do Red Rocket and Jack Reacher? Yep. yep. Cool. So, uh, Albert, what's your favorite movie along this week? Yes, yeah, so I also didn't do a lot of new watches, but I did a lot of rewatches. And one that I rewatched and I liked much more than I initially watched was Begin Again, the John Carney film. Uh, I I liked it the first time. This time around, I just love it even more. Uh, the, the music's really good. It's, it's always I feel like when in musical when you like the music on the rewatch, it does even become even better because you can sing along and everything. And it's just such a it's such a feel good film. There's also some darkness in it, and I like when the first time I watch it, I've never been to New York. The second time I watch it, I've been to New York, and somehow all the setting have much more meaning in the film because of that. It's like oh, I've been there and everything, and it just it just it's it's a very nice film. The, the uh, Kieran Knightley is great. Um, I like Mark Ruffalo in it as well. Uh, they make James Corden somewhat likable, so that's a plus. Uh, and yeah, it's just. Overall, great film, great songs. Uh, Lost Star should have won an Oscar that year. But yeah, here's my thought. Yeah, I agree with that. This movie is awesome. Um, I'm a big fan of this one. Um, Maggie and I saw this in the theater completely on a whim. Um, and I loved it. I love Ruffalo in this so much. I think he's so good. And Haley Steinfeld. This was the first time I really remember 
seeing her um, because I didn't see True Grit until much later. So this was the first time I really like saw her and was like, oh shit, she's great. Um, who plays his wife in this? Is it, it's, is it? Uh, <laughs> It is Catherine Keener. Okay. I remember liking her a lot as well. I'm not, we're going to talk about it later. I don't love Kira Knightley. I think she's kind of a bad actress, um, but I think she's really good in this. And I, and I really like her in this movie. Um, and I like her in the other one too, just fine. Um, but I think she's good in this and the music is great. Um, Adam, what's his fuck from that band that my wife is obsessed with? Uh, he's pretty good in the movie. There's a part where he wears a beanie and has like a douche face and like, that shit annoys me, but the the Lost Star song is is fire. What one song this year? Glory, Glory from Selma, which I can't take away. That Glory is a really good song. It's yeah, a good Glory. song. I, I like Lost. I'm a big fan of Lost. Star. Lost Star is nominated. Yes, it was. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, I, I'm 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 cool with that. Coho, uh, begin again. I really like Begin Again. Um, I I'm a John Carney shell. Uh, I I think this is his second best movie. I actually like this more than once. Um, I think Mark Ruffalo and Keir Knightley have great chemistry and are fantastic together. Um, I think Adam Levine is actually like kind of inspired casting as this like douchey ex-boyfriend character. I think he does it really well. Um, I, I like I, I I'll say what Matthew said in the chat. I can't believe Albert didn't bring up Haley Stein. <laughs> uh, knowing Albert, but like uh, she's great. Um, I think the music's fantastic across the board. I think my favorite part is when they're walking through New York City sharing earbuds, listening to music. I think that might be my favorite part of that entire movie. Um, I love Lost Stars, but I think I think Coming Up Roses might be my favorite song. I like that one a lot too. I think that whole soundtrack is great. It's like a little proto, like it's proto Sing Street a little bit in terms of like the musical styles they're going for. Um, and like in attempts of writing the music, it's like a step up from once, but not quite to Sing Street. But I think all of it is like really really solid especially lost stars Bowman. uh i haven't seen this one yet uh but i know that the music was written by uh greg alexander and diane i can't remember her last name but uh they were probably best known for uh in the 90s being both members of the band new radicals uh which did the song you get what you give which for those who don't know you get what you give is my favorite song of all time so that makes me want to watch this movie, if only for the music. Music's great. Jack? Uh, yeah, no, I haven't seen this movie. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was on Mark's top uh, top 10 of 2014 on YLS, way, way back when we did that episode. Uh, but I still haven't seen it. But I, I do I do really want to see it, because I also, uh, I think Keira Knightley is pretty great in most things I've seen her in. So, yeah, I uh, want to see it sometime soon. Brian, this feels like a movie you would like. You know, I don't really remember it. I, I saw it one time when it first came out in theaters. And I, according to this, I want to give it three stars. But looking at it and looking at the cast and the stuff, especially, I, I definitely need to give this a rewatch because it seems like something I would like more than that. So that's fair. Okay. Uh, Jack, why don't we go to you next? All right. Uh, this week, uh, I didn't watch uh, as many movies as I would have liked, uh, but it's just been busy for me. But I did see one movie three times this week over the course of like two days and it's your name. Uh, yeah, no, this movie's phenomenal. Uh, I did rewatch portrait of a lady on fire uh, with my, uh, with my sister. Cause she really wanted to see it and uh, she loved it, but I'm going to go with this one cause it's the first time watch. And uh, this movie broke me uh, just in all the, 
best ways possible. It's just, it's a beautifully animated film. The score is, uh, could become like one of my favorites uh, pretty quick. And I love the love story of Mitsuo and, and Taki. I think that it's just a, a gorgeous movie and everyone should see it at least once. Uh, honestly, yeah, no, uh, it's climbing my animated movie uh, rankings very quickly uh and they uh the uh the as soon as i got home from work at like midnight i went downstairs woke up my other sister showed her this movie and now it's probably her uh favorite or second favorite animated movie ever made so yeah great movie um i still haven't seen this one but i've heard nothing but incredible things so it is on my watch list it is something i will watch i i do take issue with with one thing um i was i'm going through the reviews right now as i as i do on the show to like the reviews and everything jack knows yeah. where i'm going with this um he wrote a review it reads as follows um second i got home from work i ran downstairs woke up my sister and showed her this beautiful film it's now her favorite animated film and even closer to surpassing monsters inc than it was this afternoon so jack thank you for being on the show we'll see you again real soon uh but no i'm just kidding i, I do want to see it i've heard very very good things uh boatman have you seen this you are muted, my friend. Pulling a new band. My bad. I love your name. I've only seen it the once. Uh, and there's a reason I haven't rewatched it yet, because it's kind of an experience a little bit. Like, not in like a, oh, overwhelmingly emotional. It's just, it's a really nice movie that I kind of want to keep special. Uh, it's It's funny. It's got a lot of ideas and cool, interesting themes going on. I, I honestly recommend like going into it a little bit as blind as you can. The music, fantastic. Rad Wimps is the band that did the the songs. They did both the uh, English language version and the Japanese version, and both versions are great. But the the Eng I love the English uh, version of Dream Lantern. It's such a good song. And Zen 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 is such a good song. Uh, Albert. Uh, yeah, I love this film. I've seen it a couple of times. It's, I think it's, I, I think it's like my top five favorite film of all time. Um, I don't know how Jack was able to watch it three times in one day because every time I watch it, I'm just in such an emotional state. Um, so that's that's wild that you did it three times one day. And yeah, like everything, echo everything everyone has said. The music is incredible. The animation is beautiful. I love the characters and even the side characters. They're all really good. Um, and I think it improves upon each rewatch just because the first time you're sort of guessing along to the story. And then the second time, you know what to expect and maybe it could just hit you uh, even harder that time around. So, yeah. Albert, uh, something that I think is important for you to know, I have watched, uh, there was a week uh, of my life where I watched Requiem for a Dream twice. So this isn't that bad for, uh, for rewatching multiple times in a short period of time for me. You got problems, kid. Huh. Uh, Brian, your take. Yeah, I go to therapy for that. Son, you got it. I mean, people know that I'm not big on anime films. Um, so I wasn't planning to enjoy this much, but I actually ended up really enjoying this quite a bit. Um, which, you know, for me in anime, that's kind of saying a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's still not my animation style, but uh, the story is really good. I, I watched, uh, 
I think I watched the dub. No, watch the subtitled version. I've only seen it the one time. I actually want to watch it again. But uh, but I, I enjoyed the story. I think it was really good. I'm curious to see what they do with the live action remake they're doing. Um, the the American live action because I, I think it's a good story that could be adapted to you know to make it a regular you know a regular live action movie about it. But at the same time, it's like, is there any room for improvement, or is it just catering to people who don't want to watch foreign films? I don't know. <laughs> I have feelings about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl, I was going to be Mark you... Webb at one point directing, but I think he's I think he's I, out now. I'm not sure who's in. I I have not seen your name. It's a big okay. mess for me. Perfect. Okay. Um, I will go last then. Um, so for me. Um, I talked about it last. I, the be, by far the best movie, my favorite movie that I logged this week was Ridley Scott's The Last Duel. I rewatched that, but I talked about it at length on YLS a couple weeks ago. So, if you want my in-depth take on that movie, it was my number one of 2021. Go check that episode of YLS out. Um, but otherwise, I, I didn't watch a ton of like overly like fantastic stuff. Um, but there, I I watched a movie today actually that I, I didn't love it, but I was honestly very surprised by it. And that was Steven Soderbergh's new movie, uh, um, uh, Kimmy. I was not expecting anything from this because I'm not the biggest Soderbergh fan. Um, ask Cody and Michael and Jake, they, they roast me a little bit about it. Um, but I'm not, I'm not the biggest Soderbergh fan, but I've seen most of his recent stuff. And so every, I saw some people logging this and I was like, well, it's on HBO max. It's under 90 minutes. Like I might as well like check it out. And I was really surprised. I thought Zoe Kravitz was really, really good in the movie. And it's a movie that takes place during um, COVID. And so I kind of thought, and they like make a point to talk about that in the movie. So I was kind of half expecting to like, uh, I don't really want to like be thinking about this when I like go into a movie, but they do it in a way that actually works really, really well. Um, and I don't want to give too much about the plot away because I didn't know anything going into it. And I thought it was really, uh, really great. Uh, it gets a little uh, goofy in the last like 20 minutes um but i i was there for it by that point so i thought it was a good time um has anybody seen this yet i have not no not yet yeah no i've seen lots of people log on letterbox but i haven't seen it yet okay all right well then let's move over to coho's least favorite movie that he logged this week uh my actual least favorite of the week, I can't talk about uh, because if someone that the someone that I watched it with ends up watching this, they'll kill me. So not going to talk about Orpheus. Uh, instead, I'm going to talk about Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Because uh, Teen t- what Teen, Teen Titans Go to the Movies is not great. I I will say I liked it better on rewatch than I did the first time because uh, there I think the stuff that works is the the more like adult jokes the more like in references and bits like like boatman was telling me about it when 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 he watched it recently was the uh was the high clark save me it's lowest you need to save me from gene hackman's real estate scheme like i think that joke's really funny i'll give him that i think there's a lot of funny in jokes and visual gags but they all get ruined by when they remember that this is a movie adaptation of a just a children's show 
So they literally take 10 seconds to make a joke about how Balloon Man is farting with air coming out of his butt. Like, stuff like that that just, like, kills the movie full stop for me that I just think is, like, really dumb. It has moments where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, like, Lego Batman-level humor. But they never get to a moment where it's, like, we abandon anything over-the-top, ridiculous, childish in favor of something that matters. Like, I think even just the general, like, this is what the movie's about isn't as strong as what, like, Lego Batman movies' central, like, themes and messages are. Like, I just think Teen Titans Go to the Movie doesn't have what makes Lego Batman special, aside from, like, five or six really funny, clever bits. Um, and some really dark stuff. Um, but on the whole, I think Teen Titans Go to the Movie is, is, is not great. It's fine. Um, but I'll, I'll give both this. I liked it a little bit more in rewatch. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this movie should have been nominated for Best Picture or it, it is a master class of cinema or anything. But I'm not going to also sit here and say that this movie is not really fun uh, because I, I'm a big fan. Um, funnily enough, I gave it the same score Coho did. I think we both gave it a three. But I guess to me that I, I just it, honestly, this could push a four star rating for me. I, I think it's really funny. Um, I remember it when it came out. I saw it at like 8.30. Like it was a weird, I remember it being oddly weird for like a kid's movie, like playing later at night. Like it was just weird. And I was the only one in the theater, me and Maggie, and we were just laughing. Uh, I think the uh, upbeat inspirational song about life is so fucking stupid and hilarious. I love the Lion King joke. Uh, with the two, the old series two, is better superhero like that whole thing like i think is fucking hilarious i love all the when they're going through like the warner brothers lot and you see all the posters for all the like movies that warner brothers is making in the dc world that are all like so fucking stupid and it has a lot of which is something i think coho probably would like or did like i don't know he could say i like all the jabs at like the really obscure Oh yeah, the shit that they do in this. The challenges of the unknown shit is hysterical. So funny. Um, so again, I don't think that this movie is like God's gift to DC or anything, but I think it's really funny. And there's a uh, there's a straight to DVD sequel called Teen Titans Go versus the Teen Titans, where they uh, deliver on the post credit scene, and it's actually also pretty good. So uh, I, I'm a big fan. I, I like it a lot. Of <laughs> Boatman, what about you? Uh, yeah, no, this movie is just super fun, right? I'll, I'll give Coho. There are some stupid jokes. There are times where you remember, yes, this is an adaptation of a children's show. But for an adaptation of a children's show, there's also, like, so many super-duper clever jokes that I think completely balance out the, the ones that don't work because... Like, there are just so many jokes in this movie. There's a lot of stuff going on. If you don't like one joke, ten seconds later, you're going to get another joke you do like. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this movie's super fun. Uh, I I really like Will Arnett Slade. I think he's having a lot Slade. of fun in this role. Slade. This, this is great. But yeah, the, the best jokes in this movie are, like, the very silly you know, kind of Lego Batman-esque jokes. Which, no, this movie isn't as good as the Lego Batman, but I don't think it has to be. My favorite line in this whole movie is, crack an egg on it. <laughs> crack an egg on it. 
<laughs> so dumb. Uh, Jack, what do you think about this? One? I think his dad's a cop. <laughs> Jack, I haven't seen it in a really long time. I have to rewatch it, but I will tell you this. The best joke of the movie that I can remember is when they go back to change the uh, the Justice League's origin stories, and what when they uh, just and then when they go back to undo what they did and they just push the Waynes into the. Good, Albert. Yeah, I like this film a lot. Um, I think this film know what it's supposed to be, and they really embrace it. Uh, and that's what makes it a lot of fun. Um, and up, upon the rewatch, it's just like, yeah, this is this is. I know, I know what's, I know what's it's supposed to be. I'm not expecting it to be like some serious film or anything. So I'm like, I'm enjoying it a lot. And one of the funniest moments, my opinion, it's a. I don't know, I don't know why I find it so funny. Maybe it's the way how they draw it. But the part where Batman is chasing the Teen Titans, and it went from his Batmobile and then to the uh, Bat. Uh, I forgot what happened. And then uh, Bat roller skates and then he jumped onto Alfred. The way how he, <laughs> Alfred was running and Batman was riding on top of him was hilarious. Uh, and yeah, this this one was just a lot of fun. Um, and I wonder how many, I wonder in theaters, how many kids actually asked their parents that last question that Robin asked. <laughs> yep. How, how many parents have to have that conversation? So I was like, oh, interesting. The, the, the balls on Warner Brothers for putting that joke in the movie because literally like, you're going to an animated DC kids movie. You got to imagine you got a lot of kids under 10 there. And then Robin just grabbing the camera on the way home. Ask your parents where babies come from. Like, holy shit, dude. Like what? Yeah. Uh, Brian, uh, have you seen this? I, I did. I, I've had to sit through a lot of horrible cartoons as my kids are growing up. Um, Teen Titans go is one I expected to just hate. Because you know, I'm not a DC fan, and just kind of some of the, some of the style of it. But then I, I once I watched an episode or two, I was hooked, and it, I, I watched it probably more than they did after that point. Um, so I, so I love the TV show, and so they made a movie of it. And I, I will agree with Coho actually that the, the actual like through line, the plot of the movie, I don't really care about. But this is a movie that is it's it's just got so many funny moments and jokes and individually, just I just had a blast watching this movie. Um, because, yeah, I like everything about it. I like, uh, you know, I think that uh, Cyborg in Teen Titans Go and, and in, including the movie is the best version of Cyborg out there because the Justice League one sucks. But uh, Kari Payton and Cyborg here is great. But, uh, yeah, so I, I had a blast watching this movie. All right. Uh, Boatman, your least favorite movie that you logged this week. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going with another film in this franchise two weeks in a row. This time we're this time it's not Predator though, it's Alien. Alien 3. Alien 3 is not as it's neither as bad as the people who really hate it say, or as good as the defenders say. It's a bad movie. There are you can tell though, there are times where Fincher is trying to get something good out of it, but it's awful. It's it's pretty bad. Uh, there are some good perf- like the actors are all doing a good job. Like every every actor in this movie is doing a good job. But yeah, it's it's really stupid. Uh, I I think ultimately cutting down the number of aliens in the movie uh, is kind of a dumb idea when we've ex- we expanded that in aliens. I think this movie just ruins a lot of the great things about aliens. Um. I think that the 
prison planet really doesn't make all that much sense and feels kind of stupid. Um, yeah, it, it, this movie just feels convoluted and kind of dumb and there's not really anything that entertaining in it. There are some good performances though. Yeah, I'm a little more kind to it than you are, but I, I agree. I don't think it's a good movie. I think there's some uh, interesting moments. I, I really like the um, the chase through the prison towards the end where you're kind of looking at it from the POV of the alien and they're closing all the doors on it, trying to trap it and everything. I, I like that scene. Um, I think the burst out of the dog is actually pretty pretty good and effective. But overall, yeah, I mean, like, it... This is nowhere near the worst in the Alien series. I think the fourth film takes the cake and it's not even close. Um, I'd, I'd rather watch this one than the fourth one um, any day of the week. But I, I agree. It's, it, it's not good. Um, but I don't I don't hate it. I, I would never choose to watch it, though. Coho, have you seen this? What are you doing? I don't think people want to see me slurping down spaghetti on screen. So I was just like, so that's why I'm just like camming off in between. I, I have actually not gotten Alien 3 yet. Like that's the next one on the watch. Um, I've heard it's pretty bad. So I've been putting it off. All right, Jack. This movie is fine. Uh, it, it's not as bad as people say it is. It's not top 100 material, Nazario, but it, 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 it it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Charles dances in it, which is a guaranteed way of getting me to watch a movie. Uh, if he's in it, I'm there. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's fine. It exists. My life is somewhat unaffected by uh, having seen it. So yeah, Albert. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of this film. Uh, I I don't like that they the cgi i don't think works well for the alien in this film i think it looks very goofy um and aside from that uh, i don't want to spoil anything but something happened in the very early in the film that was like huh that just ruined the whole franchise for me yep i think if you've seen it you know what i mean but yeah uh, yeah not not the biggest fan of it but i do agree the resurrection is worse than this one so yeah uh brian uh, I'll spoil it. Yeah, they start off the movie by killing off Newton Hudson. I mean, I'm sorry, Hicks. It's it's like you take two of the characters people love most in Aliens and you get rid of them from the very beginning. Now, I actually, I, I am one of the defenders of this movie. I actually think this movie is a lot better than people give it credit for. Um, is it as good as Alien and Aliens? No. Well, I mean, I actually I actually probably prefer it a little bit to Alien, but that's, I know, a minority opinion. I will say that right up front. Uh, but this is a movie. I mean, it's it's it takes some chances. It does something different with it, which is kind of what the Alien franchise has done with every film. They kind of you know change up different director, different style, different different tone to it, and not everything worked. I think this is definitely a movie where you can feel a ton of studio interference in it. Um, this was Dave Fincher's first film, so he didn't have any pull. Um, it's it's kind of funny that that uh, Boatman did the Predator before, and now Alien Three because it's the same thing with. Alien 3 and then Shane Black with the Predator like you can feel the things that they were trying to do but then you can feel how the studio is like no it has to this has to happen this has to happen this has to happen and they just interfered with it to the point where the directors almost wanted to disown these movies um like I know when they did a director's cut of this movie for the a blu-ray box set that came out Fincher wouldn't do it so his editor put one together that is as close to Fincher's original vision as he could get it but it still wasn't a director's cut but yeah. I mean I like it I, I admit it has its faults to it but I still enjoy it a lot 
Okay. Uh, Brian, why don't we stick with you for your least favorite movie along this week? Uh, my least favorite, I, I know that you rewatched recently and rather enjoyed it, and that is The Little Things. Um, movie from last year that was uh, with Denzel Washington, uh, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. Um, yeah, I, I held off watching this movie for the longest time because it, it didn't really appeal to me much, and I didn't hear reviews that really changed my mind much on it. Um, then I heard a few people say they liked it, including I saw Tim's review, you know, it was saying he rewatched it and liked it a lot more this time. So I thought, you know what, why not? It's free on HBO Max. I'll check it out. And this is just a movie that I don't know why it exists. It's like, first of all, it's like this movie's like apparently was written back in the 90s and sat on a shelf forever. And they made it now. But then instead of updating it, they still set it in the 90s, which doesn't add anything to the story. There's no reason to have it set in the 90s. Um, it definitely has that feel to it, and, and including having some serious Seven envy. I mean, this movie has whole scenes and characters that really feel like this dude wanted to write Seven. And and it's just it more than coincidence. It's like clearly this dude had some envy there. Um, but Denzel is kind of doing his Denzel thing. Well, he's kind of a little muted. He's more of a, you know, he's not quite a, a dynamic character. Uh, Rami Malek, I can't stand to watch in pretty much anything. Just his his... His, the shape of his face and the facial expressions he makes all the time. And is, I don't think he's a very good actor. Uh, so I have a hard time watching him and it, this didn't change my mind. And Jared Leto, I don't understand why he always wants to do these like body transformations. And in this one, he had this prosthetic nose on and these dark contacts and he puts on a weird voice. It's like Jared Leto's a really good actor. I don't know why he feels the need. He couldn't just play this, you know, normal. He had to feel this need to try and do something weird with it, which you're constantly distracted by the fake nose and by the eyes and by the by the weird voice. And then you get to the, the actual plot of the movie. I mean, it kind of just meanders along. And then you get to the end, which is completely unsatisfying, completely unresolved. It's like, what was the point of the last two hours? So I was not a fan of this movie. There you have it. Yeah, I, I liked it when I first saw it, but I agree I was unsatisfied with the ending. And I think that's the by far the weakest part, but also kind of the point. Um, and it, it's it's definitely one of those movies where I rewatched it and I just think that Denzel is so good in it. Um, it kind of helped with the story issues that I had. I like Rami Malek. I don't think he should have won the Oscar that year. I don't think that... I, I, and I like Bohemian Rhapsody and like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm a, I'm a fan of that movie. I just don't think he deserves to win that Oscar. Um, but I do like him as an actor. Um, and I, I liked him in this. I liked Jared Leto in this. A lot of people like hate Jared Leto. I, I, I like him. I like him very much as an actor. He just yeah. does weird things like this. Yeah. I, I, I've liked him in, in quite most things that I've seen him in, I have enjoyed his performance. Um, so, and that it was no different here. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm a sucker for grimy crime stuff. Even if it is like B tier, not the best, like not seven, even if it's trying to be seven. Well, I'd rather watch something that's trying to be seven and has Denzel Washington in it than most other things. So to me it worked, but when other people like if you look at the rating spread on this thing on letterboxd coho and i have it at a four star and then everything else is pretty much uh in the uh three lower lots of two and a half lots of twos so i get it that people don't love this one it worked for me um but yeah uh coho you liked this a lot as I yeah I'll, I'll be totally honest i don't really understand the intense hatred for this one i think it's good 
I get that it's like very clearly a movie that he wrote in the nineties and they finally got the funding to make it in 2021. Like that's exactly what happened. But like, I think all three of them are good. Like, I think Ram Rami is good. I think uh, Denzel's great. I actually think this is Jared Leto's best performance of his career. And I don't like Jared Leto. Like, I think he's like really good <laughs> as like a creepy off-putting serial killer guy. Like, I think that he's just, that's his niche. He should play really creepy, unlikable people because that's what, that's just what he looks and feels like. I'm sorry. He feels like an asshole and I don't like Jared Leto, but I think he's really good in this. Um, I hate Jared Leto and House of Gucci, Cameron Patterson. I think that's the worst performance of 2021. I cannot stand him. I think Paolo Gucci is the worst thing to happen this year. Paolo uh, But I, I think that he's really good in this. I like the little things. I don't understand the people who hate it. Um, Rami is Rami is the worst performance of the three, but I also don't understand Rami hatred either. I like Rami Malik. And like I'm not mad he won like like you said I'm not mad he won that like I I get that he he's not my pick either he shouldn't have a best actor Oscar for Borat but he's I think he's good but I I like little things I don't get it Bowman have you seen it No I didn't see it Jack I haven't uh, but like Rami Malek is an actor that I like and I I really like Denzel Washington so I'll see it eventually and I don't hate Jared Leto like so many people do but I don't really like him either he if if jared let if i could compare jared leto to a movie he would be alien 3 i don't hate him i don't <laughs> like him but he, he exists and i'm fine jared albert. leto is the alien 3 of people i agree did you see this one albert no i have not seen this one i know about it existing uh i don't know if i will check it out uh there's a blurb for the poster I knew this existed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, Albert, why don't we stick with you for your least favorite movie along this week? Yeah, so um, I actually just watched this right after work before the show. I don't know why I decided to watch this film, but it's got awful. I watched Marmaduke. Um, why would you do this to yourself? I don't know. I guess, you know, maybe in the back of my head, I'm like, I need to watch a movie that's bad so I can talk about it and love it. Uh, but no, it's it's a it's a bad film. It's If you don't know what it is, Owen Wilson voiced a talking dog. And yeah, it's not good. The, the I think just the animation of how the they animate the mouths of the dogs are like weird. They sort of make it... In the way there are parts of the film where they try to make it sort of like a high school film, but with dogs. And instead of a high school, it's in a dog park. And it's pretty, it's not good. Um, all the human actors, such as uh, Lee Pace, is, uh, and, and the character works around it, is also uh, not inspiring at all. There is, a, there is a scene where the dogs are surfing. I don't know who, who pitched that idea, but cool, man. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, and as uh, I thought the film could not get any worse. And then the end of the film, they CGI all the dogs dancing, and it's not like the good kind of dancing, like in Scooby Doo, the live action one. But this is like awful CGI dog dancing, and yeah, it's <laughs> it's not it's not. <laughs> I'm glad that we have we now have the Albert metric of good to bad CGI dog dancing. Um, I saw this when it came out. And I remember thinking it was pretty bad. Uh, I haven't seen it since, obviously. 
Uh, but yeah, I liked your review that simply said "woof." Uh, that is that is a Tim review. If I've never seen it, Albert. Uh, Coho, have you seen Marmaduke? Not since I was ten, Cotton. Uh, I was ten years old. My parents wanted to go see Iron Man two, and they deemed that I was not quite old enough to see Iron Man two. That makes me um, sense. And uh, and that my sister was definitely not old enough to see Iron Man two, and so they instructed me to go take her to see Marmaduke, and I saw Marmaduke and not Iron Man two, and I'll never forgive them. What the fact that you were ever young enough that your parents thought maybe you weren't shouldn't go see Iron Man two? Well, the thing is, it was like right I was in the right same the, situation. No, I understand. Like right I understand. on the border where they were like, "You're no, I know, I understand." Well. It just it weirds me out. It freaks oh, that me I was ten. That I was ten when Iron Man two came out. My I, was, I was eight when the Dark Knight and Iron Man came out. Sit with that for a minute. Yeah, My I first MCU movie in theaters was The Avengers. All right, uh, Boatman, Marmaduke. I feel like you would love this. That's a little insulting. Uh, <laughs> I I haven't seen Marmaduke, but I've seen the trailer to Marmaduke, Marmaduke enough times to tell you that it opens with California. <laughs> it, it's that 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 trailer will be forever etched into my memory. But yeah, even ten year old Boatman was like, no. I don't want to see this. And I watched Beverly Hills Chihuahua. So my metric for George Lopez talking animal movies is very low. Jack, Marmaduke, yes or no? Uh, not in 10 years. Uh, it is a movie I watched a lot as a child because I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I, I haven't seen it in like a decade and I don't exactly plan to rewatch it. Yeah, Albert's a masochist. Uh, let's go to Brian. Brian, you seen this? Oh, no. This is one that I've managed to uh, avoid ever seeing, although I can't get over the fact that Scooby-Doo is considered the good CG animated content. <laughs> it's better than this. All right. Relatively, uh, no, I think. Jack, let's go to your least favorite movie log this week. Oh, boy. I'm going to go a little further back than a week because I don't think I logged a movie that I didn't like. Uh, so, most recent one that I just don't like is uh star wars the clone wars the movie and it's um it's not good shit it, it's really bad but still not even the worst star wars movie because attack of the clones is just awful but uh no i i just i hate the animation in it uh ah ahsoka not i'm not a fan of ahsoka in this one uh yeah no i i kind of just want to forget about this movie, but I can't because then I'll miss trivia questions and then, yeah. So unfortunately I have to keep it in my brain. So that that's my life right now. It, it's not great. What planet does the film open on? <sighs> Shit. Multiple Jack! choice. What is it, Koho? It's Christophsis. It is Christophsis. Um, yeah. So... I don't like this movie. Um, I do think it, I go back and forth between this and Attack of the Clones being my least favorite. I will say this. Um, I'm watching Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the TV show right now, and I have absolutely fallen in love with it. Um, so 
I haven't watched this movie since watching the show. Um, it's going to be interesting to go back and kind of see, do I, do I have a softer spot for it after watching the show? I don't know. Um, but I'm a big fan of the show, like the show a lot. Um, and I do, I like Ahsoka and Anakin's relationship. Um, and I think some of the action scenes in this are decent. Like I think the clones fighting the droids on Christophsis is, is fun. Um, and I like Asajj Ventress as a villain, but yeah, overall, like, um, the whole fucking job of the Hutt's son is so fucking stupid. Um, it's Cody's favorite Star Wars moment, I know, but uh, overall for me, I'm just I'm not a big fan. Um, so Coho, uh, you knew Christophsis. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you think yeah, about yeah. the movie? Uh, I think I don't think this movie's terrible. Like, if I'm being completely honest, I think like I think it's just like a shitty arc of the Clone Wars edited together into a movie. Um, it's one of the, like, lesser things you'd find in the Clone Wars. I think the animation looks just as fine as the show did when it first started, which is to say it's not, it's not everyone's cup of tea. It's not that, that style of animation is not going to be for everyone. I think it's fine. Um, I think the plot's fine. I don't think this is the worst. I, I would say it's top three worst Star Wars by proxy of, like, it doesn't match up to how great most of the other stuff in the franchise is. But, like, yeah, I wouldn't call it worse than Attack of the Clones. I wouldn't call it worse than The Rise of Skywalker. Like, I think, like, this is a pretty decent film. It's fine. Bowman. I want to defend the animation in this movie a little bit. This is legitimately one of the best-looking PS2 games I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, the only reason I didn't get to play the actual game it was just a bunch of cutscenes. But... I, I'm sure the game itself is a lot of fun. No, this movie sucks. I fucking hate you. <laughs> movie sucks. Movie's not good. I'm sorry. It is my least favorite Star Wars movie because it's the only Star Wars movie that really doesn't give me anything to latch on to, good or bad, right? Like, this movie is just such a, like, fart that doesn't smell, right? It is It's stupid and it's bad, but it also doesn't really leave you with anything. It is such like a miserable experience to watch. It just looks ugly. Like it looks but ugly. Uh, and the actual story is really stupid. It's just a really stupid movie. Uh, Albert. Yeah, I don't care much about this film. Probably the most forgettable of the Star Wars film. Um I guess the animation is awful, um, but yeah, it's there's nothing there's nothing fun about it really. The only good thing about this film is that it's short, so at least there's that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I know it's spun off the show, which is a good thing. I've never seen the show, but I heard good things about it. Uh, but yeah, the film the film itself not fun. Uh, before we move on, um, I want to give some clarity here uh, on Letterbox for this film. Uh, here are some of the ratings. Uh, we got half stars from Cody Newberry, Lucas Schilbach. You got some one stars from Paulo Yama, some Adelaide Spences, your Cameron Holtzmans, your Robert Parkers. You got some one and a halfs from Jack and Boatman. Uh, you got your two stars from me and Albert, your Scott Harveys, your Thomas Scullys, uh, your David Garcias. You even got a two and a half from Kane McMillan, Jake Marangoni, Caleb Coho. Uh, hell, you even got a three star in there with Thomas Eanes. Uh, then we got Brian Michaels, who has this rated highest at a four-star. Brian, tell
Tell us. You like Star Wars The Clone Wars? He's a big uh, fan well, of the Monkey Muffin, Tim. I, that, that rating was based on my original review of it. Not, honestly, I've not watched this in a long, long time. Um, but at the time, it's like Star Wars was done. There weren't going to be any sequel trilogy or anything like that. So this was like the prequels were done. We got this. This is where it was going. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it captured the spirit of Star Wars. I mean, I, th I think the characters were, were still kind of had that same feeling to it. So I thought, you know, this this is could be the start of something good. And what I find puzzling is there are people that like hate this movie but love the series when this movie is literally the first three episodes of the series made into a movie. They, when they're, they're making the show and they decide, you know what, let's launch it with a movie. They take the first three episodes, squish them together and put it in theaters. And it's like, I, I, so I find it puzzling that people are like, Oh, we love the show, but the movie sucked. I think it's just because maybe they judge it by a different metric. If it's in, t in the theater versus on TV, I don't know what that is. Um, and yes, obviously like any show, it kind of, you know, probably improved and kind of found its footing as it went on. But I thought this was the start of something good. Um, do I still think I'd rate it four stars? I don't know if I would if I rewatched it today. It might drop a little bit, but not much. It'd probably still be at least three and a half. Um, and I do think it's better than you know at least two of the prequels. So it is what it is. I know everybody has their own taste on Star Wars movies, you know. But uh, like I also like Rise of Skywalker, so you know that's just me. But uh, I, I do too. I do too. It is what it is. I don't hate. I, I'm with you, buddy. I stand by they should have edited the last four episodes that they called the finale into a movie and put that out because then that would have been a, a redeeming movie to end on for Clone Wars. Um, okay, so uh, I will go next. Um, we've talked about we talked about this, I think, two weeks ago or last week. I don't remember. I think, no, I think Brian brought this up. I don't know. I, I, guys, I saw Moonfall. It's so fucking bad i had not seen it yet when it okay so i don't i don't remember who brought it up maybe oh you know what i think scott brought it up last week i think harvey brought it up last week this movie is a crime against humanity oh, um and i like stupid big dumb movies like this like kind of my bread and butter cody newberry one of my best friends makes fun of me often uh, for the dumb movies I like. And he likes some of those disaster movies too, but I, I tend to like the really shitty ones even. And this was awful. Have you seen it yet, Brian? I have. You have? Okay, good. I want to know your take. I thought this was boring as fuck. And then when it finally got interesting and things started happening, the reasons for why they're happening, the, the plot the exposition here is so terrible the macaw was saved she just didn't even have to go i went by myself and i i wish i was dead i really did it was it was so bad i'm a big patrick wilson fan you all hate him i love him even he couldn't save this thing the only thing that semi saved this is uh to quote my good friend tyler butler uh the guy who played samwell uh tarly from game of thrones his smile lights up a room. Uh, but other than that, fucking kill me. I thought this was terrible. Uh, has anybody other than Brian seen this? But imagine having an opinion passionate enough on Patrick Wilson to love or hate him. Oh, I love him. I, I think he's beautiful. Brian, tell me your take on the film. So I I first saw the previews for this, and I was I was all in. I was like, you know what? This is a big you know, Roland Emmerich, Destruction of the World, it, popcorn movie. And I was like, I love those movies. I love 2012, Day After Tomorrow, Independence Day, all that kind of stuff. I eat that shit up. 
So I was like, I'm going to love this movie because, you know, it's a, the moon is, is fine. You know, there's all it's affecting the weather and the oceans and shit. And then, and then the gravity starts taking effect and ripping things up from the ground. I'm like, I'm in for that. Uh, then the second trailer came out and they explained that it, it showed that it wasn't just the moon like falling out of orbit. It was some kind of alien presences causing this to happen. And at that point, I already started to lose interest in it. Or at least my interest waned a little bit. But I was still ready to enjoy this movie. Um, but then I went and saw it. And yeah, pretty much everything Tim says is right. It's I mean, I, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than him just because, you know, it does have some cool destruction scenes. And, you know, there are some you know funny lines and things in the movie. But overall, it's just a, it's just a failure. Um, you know, I like Patrick Wilson. I like Halle Berry. I like uh, what's his name from Game of Thrones. I don't remember his name. Um, but all of them, they couldn't save this movie. I think the movie's biggest problem is it tried to take itself too seriously. I mean, a movie like this needs to be like, you need to know what movie they're in and just have fun with it. And it tried to like be serious about it. And you're just like, and it had, we could go three hours on all of the plot holes and things that are just nonsensical about anything that happened in this movie, but we won't bother. But yeah, don't, don't bother saying this. Yeah. I watched this and marry me in the same day. And I would watch marry me a hundred times over this movie. Marry me was delightful. And even though everyone hates it, this was like the biggest turd that ever could have happened. Um, Ocean master fucking beautiful guy. Love him. Thank you. Um, also, Day After Tomorrow, haven't seen it since I was 12, but it was my favorite movie for a good two years when it came out. So I am, I am curious because you know how um, the, like those Asylum and some of those companies make all those knockoff films and things at theaters? There's one already one on Moon Crash. Called Moon Crash, starring Jeremy London. I'm almost curious to watch that and see if that's better than this one. Let's do a watch along. <laughs> Next Tuesday, me and Brian watching Moon Crash. You heard it here first. Uh, okay. So, uh, those are our worst movies. We are going to move on to our main topic. Adventure films is what we're talking about tonight. So, uh, Coho, do you want to kick us off with the first film in our adventure film list? Absolutely. Uh, everyone's going to be expecting this. Uh, it's got a score composed by Hans Zimmer. Uh, it's about two guys uh, and a girl. Uh, and an adventure called The Road to El Dorado. Zig and Zig, The Road to El Dorado. The Road to El Dorado. I thought I was going to say The Lone Ranger. The, uh, well, at first I was trying to set up Pirates, but you know, sorry. Uh, the Road to El Dorado, I think, is a phenomenal adventure film. I think it's actually really, really well written, and it's really funny. It's written by the same guys who wrote The Pirates of the Caribbean, Ted Elliott, Terry Rosio. Um, I think that Kevin Klein and Kenneth Branagh have like really great chemistry together as the two leads, Miguel and Tulio. Um really clever jokes and bits back and forth with each other in this sort of imposter syndrome movie of just like these guys who find the lost city of gold with a ticking clock of adventurers who are also going to find, follow them to the lost city of gold and trying to protect it when they are mistaken for gods from people within and outside who want the gold. I think it's a really great story, a really great adventure. Um, I think uh, like some of my favorite bits in it being when they're fighting at the beginning in their big con where it's just, you fight like my sister. I have fought your sister. That's a compliment, oh uh, which is one of my favorite back and forths in the whole movie. I think they're great. I think all the animals that you get to, you get uh, you get the um, horse uh, and you get the, uh, the armadillo. Uh, I think they're great. I think Cortez, who is voiced by Jim Cummings, has a very minimal part and he is creepy. Uh, he is just really creepy uh, and intimidating as this, like, he's going to destroy the Lost City of Gold, and you are, there's nothing you can do about it. He is Cortez, and I think all of it's just all great. 
Yeah, um, I don't love this movie. Um, I I saw it when I was pretty young, and when it came out, and I remember um, it, it, this was in like the the height of me being a Disney chill. I mean, I'm still in the height of that a little bit, I guess. Um, but like, I was all Toy Story, um, all of Bugs Life. Uh, all Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. I didn't, I didn't give two shits about this when it came out. Um, and rewatching it for trivia the last few years, it's never grabbed me the way that it's grabbed a lot of other people. Um, I, I, I really, I, I don't even love the music that much. Like, I, I think, I, I think it's fine. Like, I think it's a three star movie for me. Um, I, I think that it's mid tier DreamWorks. Honestly, um, a lot of people love it. And that's cool, and I get why people love it, um, but it just it doesn't work for me. So um, I, I'm definitely in the minority there. Boatman, what is your take? Uh, yeah, uh, I love this movie. I think this movie is super fun, perfect like adventure. It's clearly like kind of trying to do a more comedic family take on the uh, Michael Caine, Sean Connery movie, The Man Who Would Be King. It's kind of going for like that same kind of story of two guys who are pretending to be gods or kings and kind of bamboozling this small uh, civilization. And I think the dynamic between uh, Tulio and Miguel is what really works here. They are so much fun. It's got a lot of witty back and forth. Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio are great writers and they write really good fun, witty back and forth, and they're great at doing this type of adventure stuff, and I'm sure they will come up again and again in this show tonight. Um, Jack? Uh, I don't have a lot to say on this movie. I haven't seen it in a while. I plan on doing a full DreamWorks rewatch soon, uh, so I'll have more about on then, but uh, it's fine. Uh, I, I, I like I, I remember liking it quite a bit uh, when I was younger. I just haven't seen it in quite a few years, so. Albert? Yeah, I like this film. I don't love it. Um, I think like what Boatman said, the character dynamic is what works best here uh, between the two leads. Um, I like the exploration of the Eldorado, obviously, like all the different parts of that world, um, like the the sport with the where you have to score all the way to the very top. I thought that's very fascinating. And that's a real thing. I was like, wow, that's, that's actually really cool. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't love it. I don't love the music that much. Um, I think it's fine. Uh, it's not among my favorites, but yeah, so yeah, pretty much it. All right, Brian. Um, I kind of in the same boat as as you, Tim, in that I, I think this is mid tier DreamWorks. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's kind of somewhere there in the middle for it. Uh, there's things about it I like, especially being you know the main two leads, of course. Uh, like you, the music kind of didn't do it for me, and uh, yeah, it's all right. Okay. Um, let's move over to Boatman. Boatman, your first pick. My first pick, really, my your, only, your only actually, your only pick tonight because we have a big panel. Your only that is, you're, you're really gonna make me go second when I only get one pick. Would you yeah. like me to go? Yeah, if I because I'm I need a little bit more time. Okay, um, what's anybody I am. have you met me? Can anybody guess what I'm going to pick? Self-burn. Those are rare. Is it your third favorite movie of all time? 
Uh, no, but you're close. Is it the obvious oh. Tim pick? Yeah, it's the obvious Tim pick. I'm going to go with Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Um, I, my, I, I have changed and Return of the King is my favorite of the trilogy officially. I rewatched the trilogy uh, two weeks ago. Uh, it was the first thing we watched with the dog in the house. So, you know, we have to get him started correctly. Um, but I think this one just has more of that adventure um, element to it. If I was purely going off of the amount of adventure in one of these movies, I'd probably go Unexpected Journey. Um, but there's a there's a fair amount of it in this one, and I think this totally qualifies. Um, and I joke a lot about bringing up these movies in, in these lists, but I think this one totally fits. And I just love... I know, I know, just absolutely shocking. Uh, I just love the journey from uh, all the characters, the adventure that everybody goes on um, the whole time. I think that this is, um, there's there's other ones that I know are going to be brought up um, that I think are on the same level of like just how high quality you go from location to location. The, the big... Um, amount of characters and all the, 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 the fun differences in every character. Um, no one character really feels the same. No location really feels the same. Every, every place they go is distinct and different and feels cool. And, uh, uh, to the world that we're in. Um, and I, I don't know. I love the movie. I think it's fucking great. Like again, return of the King is my favorite, but I think that, purely just the fellowship going on one on on the start of the adventure here um i think just works better as the, as the whole adventure movie package for me so uh coho break my heart it's my least favorite one of the three um really yeah it's my least right, favorite right, one. that's fine i i think they get progressively better each one where I'm more entertained by what's going on. These are just not movies for me. Um, fantasy is a very hit or miss thing for me at this point. Um, the Fellowship of the Ring has too much exposition um, that I don't care about. Like, I don't have a problem with exposition. It's just they give me so much stuff that doesn't work for me. Like, it doesn't come at me, and, like, I'm not interested in this random king that lived 4,000 years ago. Uh, or, you know, that sort of kind of exposition. I'm not, that's not a specific example. I'm saying that sort of exposition in fantasy is just not my thing. So, like, with the prologues, like, 12 billion years ago in the past, Isildur gets the fucking finger off the guy in the ring, and the AD rings are given to these people. I'm sitting here going, what the fuck does any of this mean? Uh, so, I I understand your love of these I'll never love them that way. Um, I also totally get picking this as the adventure pick. This is definitely the most adventurous one, but I probably would have picked Return of the... I think Return of the King is the best of the three for me, just because like there's so much happening. That's like it's it, There's a lot for me to gravitate to in that one. Yeah. They go on a boat in that one, so you probably like that one a little Exactly. Bit. They're on the water. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Well, uh, that might only be the extended cut. Um, let's go to Boatman. What do you think about this one? No, this... This goes back and forth between my favorite or second favorite. Uh, I I think this one's great for... 
I feel like a lot of the same reasons why this is a lot of people's least favorite of the three, this is the one that has like the most character moments, right? This is the one that is really focused on just building the dynamics of these characters and really just kind of letting you hang out with them for a movie, right? There are action and big adventure moments, but really it's kind of getting to know, it's really a character study of, of the, the members of the fellowship and, I, I think there are a lot of really nice moments with that. Um, I, I love the actual fellowship meeting. I love all the stuff with. Uh, I think Sam is like such a fun side character. No, I think I think fellowship. Yeah, fellowship goes back and forth. Right now, I'm going to say fellowship is my favorite of the three. Um, yeah, no, super fun movie, super great, excellent pick, uh, Brian. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I was a huge fan of the Lord of the Rings movies like some of you guys are, but I, I enjoy the Fellowship movies. Um, I think this one, uh, I, it just being the first movie, it does suffer from having to be a lot of setup and a lot of exposition kind of get into the thing. You know, or if it was if it was a single movie, obviously it would have, you know, done away with a lot of that or gotten it out in the first section of the movie. But uh, I mean, it's undeniable that these are great films and uh, I, I don't really hold one any that much higher than the other. So I'm all for it. Albert. Yeah, I, I really like this film a lot. This is my uh, second favorite of the trilogy. Um, and yeah, it's, I, I've seen this film a couple of times, but at every time I rewatch them, I'm always amazed by the world building. And I was like, because it's, it's incredible what Peter Jackson did with just the world building and the scope of everything. And just seeing these characters um, go the smallest creatures pretty much just going on the biggest adventure and starting it off. It's always, it's, it's mesmerizing each time. Uh, the score is awesome and it brings much more to the vibe of the adventure itself. Um, there are scary moments. There are fun moments. There are moments where it's more like when they reach Rivendell's much more relaxing a little bit, give you time to like settle in and then go on a grand adventure again. So uh, I, I really liked it a lot. And Jack. Yeah, no, uh, it's no secret. I love this trilogy. This is my second favorite in the trilogy. It's my third favorite movie ever made. Uh, this would be my pick, though, for adventure movie, because I do think this is the one that fits the topic best. Uh, if you didn't take it, I, I, I was gonna. But um, no, this movie's phenomenal. It's got some of my favorite performances in just any movie uh, ever. I, I love all the performances uh, uh, from every member of the fellowship i especially love sean bean in this movie i think he's phenomenal uh he he's he's great uh but no uh great pick uh i rewatched this uh just a couple weeks ago uh when i was in quarantine for the second time and uh yeah it, it, it was it was great all right boatman are you prepared yeah uh my pick uh, I think is going to make someone who I don't know if they're, I know they're probably not watching this, but they're probably listening to this. It's going to make them very happy. Uh, Maggie, I don't know if you can hear this, but my pick is the princess bride. I hear you. She can't. That's cool. Uh, the princess bride is like, I think one of the quintessential like adventure movies. Right, like this is just such like a fun movie. That's really there's no other way to describe it. It's just it's a really fun 
lighthearted adventure movie with just the right sense of irony, right? Uh, I I love all of these side characters, but the the three the three criminals, right? Vinzini, uh, Inigo, and uh, uh, Fezzik are all great in their own ways, and that whole sequence where Wesley is battling all three of them is so great, right? Because the first one, you have the really awesome, like Errol Flynn esque sword fight going on with the. And I am also not left-handed. Like that's great, uh, and that that's really fun. And then you have the great little uh, Fezzik. I'll put down my rock. You put down your sword, and we'll fight like civilized folk. Like that's great. Uh, and then I think one of the greatest scenes in any movie, legitimately, that's not an exaggeration, is the Vanzini uh, wine cup scene. I think that scene is just so funny. I'm so great. Clearly, you have a dizzying intellect. I'm just getting started. That's so great. Like, this movie knows exactly what it is. And that it's kind of, it's doing like this kind of classic, almost like 1940s kind of pulp. But it's doing it with a wink and a smile. And it's having a lot of fun doing it. And that's what makes this movie so special. Just, just a perfect adventure movie. I love it so much. You a fan? Yeah. You like it? Uh, I have seen this movie uh, not a lot, surprisingly. I We owned the VHS, and my sisters watched it a lot growing up. But um, I didn't really see it all the way through until high school. Um, and I, I, I like the movie a lot. I think it's really, really great. It's just not one that I've seen so many times I can't, I can't quote the movie. Like I, I can't do all of it, but every time I watch it, I have a great time. Um, but it's just not one of my, like the like top tier movies that I always go back to all the time. Um, but I, but I am a big fan. I'm saving it for my, uh, video store challenge, uh, favorite, uh, movie of someone in your family. I'm saving it for that. So I will be watching it soon. Um, but yeah, no, I like it. Uh, let's, let's shake things up. Let's go to Albert. Uh, I like this film a lot. Um, it's on, on paper, just based on the title, you probably, you probably expect like, Oh, this is just going to be a very stupid film or anything, anything like that. But then you watch it. It's just, it has so much heart. It's so charming. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, I like the physical acting of Wesley when his whole buddies did, uh, and I, I love that. And yeah, the ROUS, you mostly did, yes. Uh, and the, the ROUSs are awesome. Uh, the never that scene comes to uh, screen, and yeah, um, it, it have a great sense of adventure as well. The romance is always nice. Um, uh, and my the best thing about this film is that I introduced it to a couple of my friends who, when they heard the title, they're like, "This is stupid. We're all gonna hate it." And after we watch it, they're like, "This is one of the best films ever." <laughs> I feel like everyone has the Fred Savage reaction to the title, yeah. and then the Fred Savage reaction to the actual movie. <laughs> uh, Brian, yeah, this is one of the best films ever made. I mean, this is it's in my top twenty, twenty-five, whatever it is. Um, for a reason. And it's, it's just, it's one of those movies that 
people say this about a lot of films, but this truly is a film that has something for everyone. Like, it's got the romance, it's got the comedy, it's got action sequences, it's got fantasy, it's got everything you could want in this movie. Um, like Joseph and Tim, I also did not see it until I was in high school. Of course, I saw it in the theater. But we won't talk about that's that. when it came uh, out, Brian. This <laughs> was in the theater. Um, but yeah, and I've I've enjoyed this movie ever since. Like you said, people have that same reaction as, as Fred Savage. Uh, my, my kids, I, I enjoyed showing them for the first time, and my son was like, I don't want to watch a movie called The Princess Bride, and now he loves it too. Uh, so everybody, even hell, even Deadpool liked it when you read to uh, Fred Savage. Come on, Coho. Uh, yeah, I really like this movie too. Uh, it's insanely quotable. I, I don't know anyone who like actually does like actively dislikes this movie. I think it's just like a great movie all the way through. Um, I actually think like my weirdest like one criticism with the movie is not even a criticism; it's just a me thing. Is like once we get past the three criminals and we're basically halfway through the movie i lose a little bit of interest i'm a little less interested in the last half of the movie where like with miracle max and like actually saving the princess bride and all that than i am with the first half with the three criminals because that's how good they are that's how much i love with anigo and vizzini and and all of them doing their individual challenges. I love Wallace. It's really that I just love Wallace Shawn's performance in this movie that much. That the moment he leaves the movie, I'm like, okay, I still think this is great. I just don't love it as much. Um, I love the, I love the, the, the I can't take the, I clearly can't drink the cup in front of me because you would poison, but I can't drink the cup in front of you. And just that whole interaction is just great. Um, I, I really love Wallace Shawn specifically in this movie. I think he like actually really should have been considered for the Oscars that year. Jack. Yeah, no, this movie's kind of perfect. Uh, I I really love this movie. It's uh, I I rewatched a bunch of clips of it yesterday, uh, and I uh, for reasons and I was just dying laughing the entire time. And now I really want to rewatch the movie. So, yeah, no, I, I, I it's a great movie. I love the Miracle Max scene. I think that's probably my favorite in the movie. Although I do love um, Wallace Shawn and the uh, the two. Uh, goblets with the poison and it, it it's great yeah no perfect like kind of a perfect movie all right uh jack why don't we stick with you for your first pick for sure uh figuring out which way i want to go with this one screw it yeah no i'm not going to go with the one that most people would go with in this franchise but i do like raiders of the lost ark almost as much as i like the third one which is the last crusade yes that's, that's my indiana jones movie right there that's the one i was worried about i, I almost picked that so i'm glad you picked it. yeah no uh, i honestly would have picked the princess bride if you hadn't picked it so it worked out both ways so no this movie's just great i love love uh uh in the indiana jones uh just as a character i think he's one of uh just the most effortlessly uh cool characters even though he he's kind of kind of a nerd um uh and or uh, and i i love love sean connery love sean connery as uh indy's father i think he gives some of um probably my favorite to, well, i haven't seen nearly enough sean of sean connery's work but he's probably gives us my favorite performance of his in that movie i think he's fantastic and i especially love uh uh on the or when they're in the airplane and he uh he's trying to uh shoot the the other airplane down he shoots the uh, their own uh like tail of the airplane and son they, they got us 
I, I love that bit. I, I love the three trials uh, when they actually find like where the Holy Grail is. Spoiler alert, I guess, for this decades old film. Uh, no, it, it, it's a it's a great movie. I, I haven't seen it in a few years, but it's phenomenal. And I really am looking forward to rewatching it. So great film. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I bought the Indiana Jones 4K box set when it came out back in June uh, of 2021. And for some reason, it's taken me a really long time to get through them uh, just because things came up, trivia stuff, what have you. Um, but I just watched this last week, week before. Within the last two weeks, I rewatched this one. Um, and it's my favorite of the of the four movies. Um, I love Raiders as well. I, I think they're both kind of perfect adventure movies. Um, but I do like this one more purely based on the uh, father-son relationship. Um, I love the Hitler moment. Uh, is, is a moment in, in the movie that I think is just so fucking good. Um, and I love the opening. I love the young Indiana Jones opening. I think it's fucking great. Um, and just all the way around, I just, I, this one is so much fun. This was, this is the one that I remember watching the most as a kid. Um, and so, uh, this one has, has, and probably will always be my favorite, but I do love Raiders. Uh, but yeah, Last Crusade is, so. Uh, let's go to Brian. I'm not a fan of Indiana Jones. No. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> honestly, I mean, I, I, I try to avoid like my obvious picks when it comes to these shows because otherwise, you know, my top six adventure movies would have belonged to two franchises. So, you know, what, what it was. So I'm kind of glad somebody else brought one up. I personally, Raiders is my favorite, but really all three of them are in my like top 20 movies of all time because I, I love these. And so I get it if people... Uh, this one resonates more with them. Uh, River Phoenix was inspired casting as as his son, which I guess it was Harrison Ford's idea from what I understand. And then Sean Connery as the dad. It's, it just works perfectly. Everything about this movie is great. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Albert. Yeah, I, I love this film. Um, it has become my favorite of the franchise as well. Like I echo everyone, what everyone have said, just the whole... The whole, the whole thing is just so much fun. Um, like when they are when they are when they meet for the first time and escaping from the fire from the uh, the Nazi place. That's that's a, such a great introduction to both of the characters. And yet it just it's perfect a perfect adventure film pretty much. And just the the ending of Riding Off in the Sunset is just like capping it off in a perfect in a perfect way. Uh, cool. Yeah, I, I think this is the best one, too. I think the reason why I like this one more is because it humanizes Indiana Jones a little bit more than the first one does. In the first one, he's like this really towering action hero. And this one, we get to see him sort of taken down a little bit by his own dad being there to kind of keep his ass in check and sort of keep the ego in line. Um, and like also just to show him like the we named the dog Indiana. And I think Sean Can Connery is just like an incredible addition to this franchise as his dad. I also just think the action set pieces are are so much more interesting to make the final one rely more on how smart Indiana Jones is rather than how physically intimidating Indiana Jones is. Instead of like whereas like the well, the first two movies all rely on Indiana Jones's muscle and like and a little bit on his brain and puzzle solving. I like that the last one is almost entirely about 
the biggest stakes for him in saving his dad, but also in like having to use his knowledge of history, his understanding of, po- of problem solving to get through the most incredibly conceived third act trap situation I've ever seen. Just down to like each step being cooler and cooler and cooler of just like um the 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 almost taking his head off with spears to like having to dance basically across these just uh these numbered or these lettered uh path to the leap of faith which is to me one of the coolest like visual things they've ever done in film where it's just it's clearly gone clearly they're clearly not i i love last crusade i think it's a phenomenal film I just like that you refer to this as the last film because the other one doesn't exist. <laughs> the last, well, this is true, but to me, the la- it's it's the last one. But King Crystal Skull is better. Than it's the last one, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Crystal Skull is better than Temple of Doom. Uh, that's not true. Uh, but yes, it is. Temple of Doom's good. Uh, this, Temple of Doom is good. My favorite of the franchise. I think putting in Henry Jones Senior was absolutely the correct move. I think that uh, having Sean Connery there to work off of uh, Indiana Jones and really kind of given, giving him a bit of like a comedic foil, essentially, I think it was a really good move and pays off excellently. And I just love the the puzzles, right? The leap of the faith, the penitent man, the, the spelling of the, the word. I think all of those are are so creative and so cool right because it is action but it's it's action that like Coho said requires him to use his brain a little bit and I I also just love he she talks in her sleep like that's great like so many great just old and no ticket no ticket comes from this one that's great I love that's one of my favorite no ticket and everyone's <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> All right. Um, Let's move on to. Let's go to Brian. Uh, Well, I'm going to help keep your show short because I'm going to talk about one that no one's seen. Um, (laughs) Because, I mean, obviously I go into Indian Jones movies, things like that, but I like to talk about the ones that, you know, maybe people would want to check out. Um, And one adventure movie that I think that more people should see is uh, called Eric the Viking. Okay. This is a movie, um, it's made essentially by a lot of the guys from Monty Python. Uh, it stars Tim Robbins. It's kind of, kind of like how Fish Called Wanda was not really a Monty Python film, but it definitely had that Monty Python-esque quality to it because it was, you know, had John Cleese and Michael Palin um, written by them, but they had like Kevin Klein, who he intertwined really well with that same brand of comedy. And here, Tim Robbins, back when he was really doing his comedy thing, he worked perfectly with them. John Cleese is in this one. Terry Jones from Monty Python, he directed and wrote it, and he actually uh, plays a character in it as well. It's got uh, Eartha Kitt is in it as Freya. Uh, it's got Mickey Rooney as his grandfather. Um, other than that, it's not a lot of people. People you might recognize their faces, but you don't know who they are. Um, but this is basically a, a comedy. It's this adventure where where Eric is uh, played by Tim Robbins is this viking but you know he doesn't like to rape and pillage like the other guys do you know he's but he's kind of a bumbling idiot kind of viking and but he ends up going on this quest and, and recruiting these people to go on this quest with him to try and end the age of ragnarok um so they have to try and find their way to valhalla and stuff and, and much like most money python and my movies it kind of is a series of scenes but it's, it, it is on an adventure towards a towards a an end um it's not as good as like the Monty Python's best, like, you know, Holy Grail and Life of Brian, things like that. But it, I think it's a very funny movie. Uh, not a lot of people have seen this movie. I would recommend though, if you do see it, 
make sure you see like the original cut because they came up with this uh well not director's cut it's actually called the director's son's cut because <laughs> literally terry jones son put it together because terry didn't want to do it and he just chopped it to pieces it's literally a half hour shorter than the theatrical cut they ruined all the pacing took out a lot of the jokes so make sure you don't watch that it's free to watch on pluto tv right now with ads if you want to watch it but uh i, I would recommend it it's funny I've never even heard of this, but I like the pitch, and I like Tim Robbins, so I'm in. Uh, has anybody else seen this? No. The only Vikings I like are in Minnesota. Me and Mike Hanley, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go over to Albert then for his first pick. All right. Let's uh, let's keep it uh, still in the same team here from one Holy Grail to another, to another Monty Python. We're go I'm going to pick Monty Python and Holy Grail. Um Yes, this this film is a comedy, but it's also an adventure seeking out the Holy Grail, and it's it's hilarious. I'm pretty sure everyone here have a different favorite joke from this film because there's just so many. Um, and this film this film is just so much fun. It's it gets funnier after every rewatch, um, and just the following the different segments, uh, like the one in the one about the witch in the village. Uh, that that seems hilarious um, about fighting the knight, and then his both his arms got cut off. Is this just a scratch? Is that part is hilarious? Um, yeah, and it's it's just it's a grand adventure film. It's it's written it's written really well, um, and that the film doesn't even have a clear ending yet. It works so well for this film because it literally just got cut off because they ran out of budget. Uh, it does great. Um, yeah, I stumbled across a YouTube video that says Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but only the funny parts, and it's pretty much the whole runtime of the film. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I have not seen this since I was in high school. It's been a long time, uh, but I remember loving it, um, and I, I'm due for a rewatch on this one. So I, I don't really have much to add other than I, I remember loving it. I just haven't seen it in forever. Koho. Uh, I like this one. Uh, this is one of my mom's favorites. Um, I think it's really funny. I, I'm i more of a Life of Brian guy. I like Life of Brian more. That one just speaks to me personally in the Monty Python canon as being funnier. Um, but yeah, good choice. I like it. Tis, uh, just Tis by the Scratches is, is a great show. <laughs> All right. Um, Boatman. Uh, yeah, this is uh, one of my favorite comedies of all time. Uh, I think this movie is just trying so many different types of jokes, right? You've got some slapsticky stuff. You've got, like, obviously, like, the Black Knight with the arm falling off. You've got these really weird surrealist jokes. Like, the opening credits is such, like, like the 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 wrong movie and then the, the credits being like, oh, a moose once bit my sister. Like, those are all, like, great. Uh, and... Oh, it's come see the violence represented in the system. Come see the violence represented in the system. Like, that's great. Michael Palin does not get enough credit for honestly maybe being the funniest member of Monty Python. Like, it's up for debate. But he's the one who gets the most laughs from me. I think he's absolutely hilarious. Uh, but the, how do we know she's a witch? Like, that is so great. This, this movie is just super fun. The Bridge of Death. Like, oh, I love this book. All right. Um, who still needs a Brian needs to talk about this still, right? Yeah, yeah we're continuing to talk about like all my favorite films of all time. Because this is 
this is obviously up there as well. Uh, there's not much I can say. Everybody else hasn't already said the entire movie beginning to end is just quotable. You can just, if you tried to do the funniest quotes, you'd end up like the video Albert found, which is the entire movie. Um, yeah, this, there's nothing more to say about it. You guys have covered it. Jack, anything to add? Uh, the fact that uh, there's a character in this movie, uh, his name is Tim. He's probably my favorite part of this uh, this movie. Uh, his introduction scene, I don't know why I find it so hilarious, but uh, his, uh, when he introduced himself, uh, they ask him, what is your name? And he's like, there are some who call me Tim. It's <laughs> like like a question. It's just the funniest thing to me. No, it's great. I love I, I love this movie. Uh, I'll never get tired of it. Great, great movie. All right. I feel like Jack's just playing to the host to make up for the monster. Oh yeah. But that, that, that may be part of it. But read my letterbox review. That's like three months old. In Jack's defense, right. top right. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, okay, Coho, we're going to your second pick. My pick is about a group of pirates that sail the ocean, um, and they don't do anything. I'm doing Jonah. No, I'm not, I'm not going to pick Jonah. I'm going to pick Pirates of the Caribbean and Dead Man's Chest. I love Jonah VeggieTales movie. Don't get me wrong. I was going to do it for the meme, but I'll pick Pirates of the Caribbean and Dead Man's Chest because I need to stay on brand. Uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise is my, my favorite movie franchise of all time. Um, I think the first three movies are a perfect trilogy of movies um, and probably in discussion for the greatest film trilogy of all time. We could just delete the other two from existence. Um, I think Dead Man's Chest is a perfect adventure movie um, and a perfect sequel, the way that it builds off the first one in all the ways you want. Um, like, I love the little things about this movie the little touches where there's basically a mini movie in the background with norrington if you listen to the different like throwaway lines of like you didn't try to sail through the hurricane and like all the things that happened to him between the first movie to here um i love all the different callbacks the first movie within this movie uh like even when jack's got will a unikey snip snip uh it's just great like little callbacks to the first movie and like the progression between everyone and getting Davy Jones, who I think is a better villain than Barbosa, which is a oh, big ask because Barbosa is incredible in the first movie. Um, and Bill Nye, he plays one of the scariest villains in movie history. Um, I think the fight on Isla Crucis is one of the greatest action set pieces ever put to film um, with the three-way sword fight. Um, I think Pinto and Rigetti get to have some of their funniest bits. It's the Bible. You get credit for trying. Uh, it's the funniest Pirates movie it's the best written Pirates movie. It's the scariest one. And it's the one that holds up the best. It's to me, it's the first one's really great. But to me, this is the Pirates of the Caribbean is this movie has the better villain. It has the better score. Hans Zimmer scores where all the musical things that I remember of that movie really come in. Um, it has a better, bigger open world of characters that I'm more interested in. Beckett is a great villain uh, who gets to be even better in the third one. I think all the way through two is the best Pirates movie and the best adventures movie ever made. Uh, okay. Uh, I like the first one more. Um, I get why Coho likes this one as much as he does. I think I finally narrowed down what ha my actual feelings about this movie, because for a long time, it's just been like, it's not as good as the first one. And I don't understand why everyone thinks it's so fucking great. I think, I think here's what it is. I think the action in this movie is better. 
I think the visual effects are better. The set pieces are better. I think the perform everything from a technical perspective, I think is better. I even like Davy Jones as a villain better than I like Barbosa as a villain. Um, my issue is I really don't like the third one. Um, I'm I'm really not a big fan. I don't I don't like the first like hour of the movie uh, of the third one and they they almost sideline davy jones in the third one until the end for beckett who i like as a side villain human villain character but i don't like as i i don't like this whole like the east india trading company is like the big bad like no I, i i want when i want my pirates i want that that shot of in the third one of Jack and Davy Jones on the like uh, on the bow of the ship like sword fighting and he's holding the chest. I want that shit for two and a half hours, and I don't think the third one delivers, and it almost hurts this one for me because I don't get the payoff that I'm really looking for. Um, it's almost to me how I feel about. Um, like the Hobbit movies, if I'm being completely honest. Wow. I, I, it's, first it's, Hobbit's the best Middle Earth movie, so I don't know what you're talking about. What? I said the first Hobbit's the best Middle Earth movie, so I don't know what you're talking about. That's not what I'm, don't be a dick. I'm not trying, I'm not, <laughs> I'm just trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to be an asshole. All right. I'm just Sorry. making a comparison in that I love the first one, but the third one I really don't like all that much, and it kind of hurts my enjoyment of the lead up in the second That's one. I get so it. I like the movie. I really do. I love, like I said, I love the visual effects. I think the action is great. Um, I saw somebody post on Twitter the other day that was like, Davy Jones's CGI effects haven't been topped. And it's kind of hard to argue. Right. Like there are things that I think have matched it or might be better, but like, it's hard to argue that for 2006, that it that it still doesn't hold it holds up so well. There there are MCU movies that look worse than Dead Man's Chest, Absolutely. which is kind of crazy. No, I 100% agree. So, I like the movie. I just wish it the the second one and the third one I kind of unfortunately lumped together because they are so That's fair. I get close that. and because the third one doesn't work for me, this one doesn't work as well. But again, I understand if you love the third one and this one and this right. one's exemplified, it absolutely makes sense to me. So I'm kind of off the this is a bad movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. I still think it's like a three star, four star movie. Um, but I like it. I don't love it. I would I like the story in the first one much better and would rather watch that one any day of the week. So it's it's also got the best like mic drop ending of a movie maybe ever for yeah. Dead Man's Chess of just tell me. Let's oh, become a my show. Absolutely. And that's I that's like and one of the best and, endings to a movie ever. I, love I agree. And it just it doesn't oh, yeah. it doesn't pay off for me. So I get that. Um let's go to Jack next on this. Oh my goodness. Okay, yes. The the first two movies are phenomenal. I think they're both it, nope, the second one's not my top hundred, but it's very close. Uh I love the first two movies so much, and oh man greatest movie trilogy of all time kind of hurts because the third one is just shit it, it, like I, I, I hate i hate the third movie so much it, 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 i'm not going to go on about that if you want my opinion read my review for it, 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 it it's it's, not good. it's it's good anyways 
I love this movie. This movie's great. Davy Jones, I think, is better than Barbosa, and that's saying something because I love Barbosa. He he was my favorite villain for a little bit uh, when I was younger, and I think the action in this is incredible. The visual effects, I I, I agree. Like it, it's hard to argue that uh, that Davy Jones, like his design, like hasn't been topped because it's true. It is hard to argue, but there's yeah, no, uh, this movie's phenomenal i just i'm not a huge fan uh that you have to watch the third one in order to get the complete story so that's that kind of hurts a little bit for me but not not that much it, it it's a great movie uh yeah no i i again davy jones's theme is probably my favorite villain like uh villain theme in any any movie uh it, uh i i love love it so much uh great movie uh, Bowen. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think that uh, Dead Man's Chest. Yeah, Dead Man's Chest is definitely my favorite pirates movie. I think this is an excellent film, right? Look, I I understand if you really hate At World's End. Sure, I. But I think if you take that out of the equation and you this on its own, this movie is awesome right like the the isla cruces fight is like such a cool and this whole movie is just characters like backstabbing each other back and forth and i love that and it's all going after right the the, the chest and everybody's trying to get the chest and you know they're working together and they're separate ties and i, I love that and then it all comes together with you know norrington will and jack in this epic three-way fight and i think that's such a cool scene and it, it it's just so cool it, honestly it kind of reminds me of the good the bad and the ugly it kind of has that same energy of three characters two who work together a little bit more but really they're all kind of out for themselves with different levels of motivation with will being the good Jack being the the ugly and uh, Norrington kind of being the bad. And I think that's a really kind of, it, it honestly does. I've never really put that together. It has that same kind of looking for a thing in a chest, whether it be treasure or Davy Jones's heart. Like it really does kind of remind me of that. And yeah, I think that would be great. And I love how they make kind of Pintel and Orgetti like side characters more and a bunch of other, like, I, I like this one a lot. Brian. Yeah, everything uh, Coho said is 100% fact. Uh, he's accurate in every single one of his observations. Uh, this is the other trilogy that would have made up three of my top six adventures movies of all time. So I'm glad that both franchises got brought up and I didn't have to waste my spots on them. Um, this is my favorite of the trilogy as well. Um, I think the first one was kind of a, a lightning in the bottle. And it's, it's like this, it, sh it should have sucked. It's based on a theme park ride. This movie should have sucked. And you got Johnny Depp doing some weird drunken thing going on. But then it, it just worked. And then they decided to make a sequel. And like that could have gone so wrong to try and cash in with a second movie on this. But not only was it as good, but it built on it, expanded the world in huge ways. It set up more stories. And, and none of it felt artificial. It's like they picked up on those little one throwaway lines that were in the first movie. They were able to pick up on that and make, you know, through lines to the story with it. I love everything about this movie. I think the most underrated person in it is Jack Davenport as Norrington. I think he gets to have a lot of fun in this movie. The first one, he's kind of the stuffy, you know, uh, 
antagonist. In the, in the third one, he doesn't get to do as much, but this one he gets to have a whole other fight. Albert. Yeah. Um, I don't have that much attachment to this franchise. I didn't grow up with it. Uh, I think Dead Man Tell No Tales might be my first one that I ever saw. Uh, so, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> God, yeah. it happened. And I haven't seen this in a while as well. Whenever I watch it, I always watch it together with the world's end. So some of the stuff are like blend together for me, especially since the villain is still the same. Um, but I do, I do like the on the island days, La Cruces, the one, the one with the big wheel. I like those that fight over there. Um, I like Davy Jones. Uh, the, the visual effects is just the incredible, most incredible thing out of this uh, film. Yeah, but aside from that, again, I don't, I don't have that much attachment to it i appreciate it a lot i couldn't decide what if i like this or uh curse of the black pearl more uh but yeah I, I appreciate it more than i like it i would say so fair enough okay uh jack let's get your second pick all right um i yeah, know i'm gonna go with uh with a disney live action uh adventure movie and uh yeah it's national treasure yeah it, I love this movie. This is a this is a movie I watched a lot as a kid, and uh, it, it still holds up today. It, it's a great adventure movie. Uh, Nick Cage is just he's the best. Uh, I, I love I love I love him in basically anything he's in, even if even if it's bad. Uh, I'll watch a movie if he's in it. But no, this movie's great. It's got an awesome awesome adventure uh, in it where they uh, after stealing the Declaration of Independence, trying to find this massive massive uh loot of treasure uh or oh uh, yeah i can't remember that uh detail but no it it's phenomenal sean bean's a great villain in this i love 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 sean bean in this movie uh in most movies actually but he he's phenomenal uh and yeah no it's just uh it's so much fun it, it's a hell of a time uh once again, a movie that I will probably never get tired of. It's great. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, I saw this when it came out with my dad, and I remember us just having a ball. Uh, it's so much fun. It is one that like I got to rediscover through trivia because I watched it when it came out a lot, but then didn't see again for a really long time, and I, I watched it for trivia in 2019 and was like, holy shit, I forgot how much I loved this movie as a kid. And now I've watched it like once a year uh, for the last few years. And I, I love it. I think it's great. I think Cage is great. Um, Riley Poole is a, is, a, is a fantastic character that I absolutely love. I think Diane Kruger is great. Um, but yeah, Jack's right. Sean Bean is excellent um in the movie and uh harvey keitel also uh goes pretty hard uh and but that's always a good time so big fan uh albert what's your take on national treasure um the fact that they they are able to make an adventure movie about cryptography and people exploring libraries very cool it says a lot uh and that's basically the that's basically the premise they they went around like buildings and they find stuff and it clears out clues. It's a it's a treasure hunt film and it's so and it's so much fun. Uh, Nick Nick Cage is great in this. Uh, what else? What else can I say? I mean, it's it's, it's just it's just a lot of fun. It makes it makes cryptography seem cool. 
And when you talk about cryptography to people, people wouldn't say it's cool. It's like, oh, okay, cool. You decrypt stuff. But they, they, they visualize it and make it in such a fun way. And people are fascinated by it and want to learn more about it and even about history. Um, and yeah, I learned a lot about, because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not from this country. I learned a lot about America from this film, part of it about the history. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. It makes me, makes me want to see the... Um, the Liberty Bell and everything in Philadelphia, uh, so it's a it's a great introduction to all those. Nice. Okay, uh, let's go to Coho. Yeah, I respect and love most things that like base their entire premise out of U.S. history. I'm a huge U.S. history nerd. Um, you can give me the luck boat because Hamilton. Uh, yeah, I know, uh, but I think National Treasure. Both of them are just fantastic movies. Um, I love, like Albert said, they're just big treasure hunts. It's taking the idea of the treasure hunts you would do with your friends around the neighborhood where you're looking for shit from your junk drawer that someone went and hid under a rock and just blow that up on like a massive scale of like, we're looking through monuments and stuff like that. I think the first one's better, though I, I understand the people who are like Book of Secrets. Is, Book of Secrets is a bigger mystery. It's a bigger movie. Uh, but I, I love just the dynamic of Nicolas Cage uh, as Ben Gates and uh, Justin Bartho as Riley Poole and their first sort of adventure outing with Sean Bean, who I think is is a great villain in this one. He's uh, have it be like two rival treasure hunters on a race to find this gold and treasure. I think it's great. Um, I love this movie. Great choice. I, you could have picked this or Book of Secrets. That'd have been pretty okay with either one. But I, I love the first one, especially when he tries to st steal the Declaration of Independence and ends up paying for a replica. <laughs> Uh, I love that little bit. Uh, Brian. Yeah, this is one, I mean, when this came out, the Da Vinci Code, the book had just come out like the year before, and this came out and it just felt like it's trying to be Da Vinci Code for dummies, right? I mean, this is before the Da Vinci Code movie. So it's like they wanted to make this movie, it was kind of same kind of thing, like looking into like history and art and, and the things you know and finding these mysteries. And it, so it really looked like it was kind of cash in by Disney. But then it just turned out to be a ton of fun. And, and it really is. And this one, both this and the sequel, I really enjoy. I think a lot of that is due to uh, Nicolas Cage and uh, I just forgot his name. Uh, the, <laughs> but the whole the whole cast, I, I really enjoyed in this movie. Um, there are complete stupid leaps in logic and things that they just magically figure out out of nowhere. And there's no way they could have come to these conclusions. And But it's one of those movies, if you just watch it, and don't try to think too hard about the logic behind half of this stuff. You really will enjoy it a lot. Um, like I said, I like this and the second movie. I'm not a big fan of this um, in-name only Disney Plus series they're going to make uh, with a, just a bunch of kids instead of just making a third movie with Nicolas Cage, but whatever. Just make the third movie, guys. Come on, it's not hard. Right? Bowman. Page 47. We want to know what's on. Yeah, this one's fun. No, this is a fun movie. Uh, Albert, to back you up. I'm an American, and I probably know more of U.S. history from the National Treasure movies than I do from actual history classes. <laughs> but, no, uh, this one's fun. I have the super spicy hot take of I like Book of Secrets more. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think this one is fun. This is a nice little adventure movie. Okay. Um, let's move over to Brian for his second pick. Um, I know, there's so many ways I wanted to talk about. Uh, the hard part for me is distinguishing what, when something was an adventure movie versus just like an action movie. Um, 
you know, I'm going to go with one that's it's it's probably one of the more obvious picks, but I have to because it is one of my favorite adventure movies of all time, and that's because uh, it's one I grew up on, and that is The Goonies. Um, the Goonies is that adventure that every kid wanted wants to go on. I mean, when I, I was roughly that age when the movie came out, and it was like, this is me. This is me and my friends. And sure enough, for the next you know year, we were all out in the woods and stuff, pretending where the Goonies go on these stupid adventures. And it's just one of those kind of things where it's it's you know produced by Spielberg, directed by Richard Donner. Um, it's, it's, it's got this great pedigree behind it. You have this cast of of kid actors who you don't think anything of, but they went on to be. You know, Sean Astin was in Lord of the Rings. You had Josh Brolin, who is you know in you know Avengers movies and Oscar winners and all these kind of things. And it's just it's it's a great bunch of, of kid actors. Um, a great bunch of adults, like you got uh, Joey Pants and you got uh, Ann Ramsey as Mama Fratelli, uh, those unforgettable characters. Uh, it's just, it's it's intelligent. It does it treats kids like, you know, real people. They weren't just, I mean, they, they were kind of caricatures, but at the same time, they were smart. They had motivations. They were going on this venture because they were trying to save their homes. Um, but you got to have just tons of fun. You had to get those Rube Goldberg-esque, you know, traps and things. Uh, all data's devices. It's just one of those movies that just kind of captured your hearts. And and I, I don't know anyone who, I mean, not everybody loves it as much as me, but I don't know anybody who doesn't just at least enjoy the Goonies because it's just, it's just fun for everybody. Yeah, I've only seen this once. I saw it probably four or five years ago. I liked it. Um, I think it's definitely a case of if you grew up with it, you'll like it a lot more. Um, but again, like I enjoyed it for what it was. I thought it was a good time. It's the type of movie I like, so I had a good time. But I don't honestly remember much of it. So I'm due for a rewatch on it. It just came out on 4K. So maybe I'll pick it up and rewatch it. So, uh, Coho. I've never seen it, but I just think it's really weird that there's a movie that Richard Donner directed, Spielberg producing. Chris Columbus wrote. That's just a weird group of people to work on one movie. Yeah. Boom. The Goonies. Okay. To kind of explain it, I'm going to get a little bit inside baseball with the community here. I am to The Goonies what Cameron Holzman is to uh, Groundhog Day, where Holzman pretty much likes every movie that rips off Groundhog Day, but he thinks Groundhog Day is just fine. I like so many Goonies ripoffs, like Holz. I love Holz so much. Like A lot of Goonies ripoffs really work for me, but for whatever reason, I think Goonies is just okay. Uh, the only real characters I, I really... Mouth is honestly the only Goonie I really care about all that much. The other ones I just think are kind of bland. Um, it's it's fine. It's not a bad movie. It's just not anything I love. Uh, Jack. Yeah, no. Uh, this is one of... This is a really big blind spot for me. I have actually never seen this movie. Uh, makes me kind of sad to say that, but I, I plan on watching it soon. I just have to find the time. Right. Albert? Yeah, I've seen this once, uh, maybe like five years ago. Um, and I, I liked it. I didn't I didn't love it. Um, the, the, cast of the cast of characters are fun. But yeah, I, I don't remember, if I'm being honest, I don't remember much of it aside from there is a pirate ship. Uh, and there is something to do with a candy bar that I remember for some reason. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's it's a great sense of adventure. All right. Uh, okay, so let's get Albert's um, second movie for the final pick. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, I've been debating what I want to pick here. I've been flip-flopping through a bit, but um, this film popped up and I was like, hey, this is similar to like Road to Eldorado, but instead of a, a mythical city, this is like the spirit realm. So I'm going to pick Spirited Away. Um, it's basically she is transported to the spirit world and she's just tra trapped there and she's going on an adventure uh, to try to uh, save and find her parents again. And just the whole bathhouse, it's like, it's sort of one place, even though she go to other places, but it, the whole bathhouse is just, it's, there is so much in it. It's pretty much its own world. And she just exploring all the, all the different places if you're talking about adventure. But as a film itself, it's just a beautifully uh, animated film. The music is incredible. Um, all the cast of characters and the fantastical creatures are just so unique and so and just different and it's it's a great coming of age story um and it's just it's just almost a perfect perfect film really uh so yeah that's uh that is my pick spirited away for the last one okay um i have seen this a couple times uh like i said earlier i'm not the the biggest anime person um studio ghibli just doesn't really do it for me um there are some movies that i liked this is one that i liked more than other ones um but again it, it, it's just not my type of movie um and that's a me thing it, it's nothing against the movie because oh, clearly most people that see it really really love it so uh a good pick i get the pick um i think it's a worthy inclusion but not for me uh coho have you seen this i have never seen spirit away it's a massive blind spot of mine that i will have to remedy at some point all right bowman I love Spirited Away. It's one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, it's it's excellent. I'll be honest. I don't personally really think of it as an adventure movie, but it's a great movie, so I'm not going to complain. Uh, it's a real. It's it's basically like Alice in Wonderland, yeah. right? Like it's it's basically just kind of a darker take on that, and it's it's fantastic. The the world is really fascinating. Uh, yeah, it's an excellent film. Brian. Uh, Cody can finally have his answer. No, I did not watch all the Studio Ghibli movies. I've only ever seen like two of them in full. I knew it! Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of this one, but I, it's, Ghibli's not for me. Uh, Jack. Uh, I've seen this movie once, like a year and a half ago. And I was, I remember... Like, this is before I was really, like, ever into anime, and I'm still not really a big anime guy, but, like, this movie's phenomenal. I, I was, like, I was blown away by this. Uh, I'm still not 100% sure what the hell happened in that movie, but uh, but I plan on watching it again, like, fairly, fairly soon. So, yeah, no, uh, beautiful animation. I think that uh, that train uh, that train scene with the uh, no-face creature and... Uh, I'm forgetting the protagonist's name right now, but that's okay. Yeah, her. Uh, I think that's that moment is just beautiful. I love that scene, and uh, yeah, no, it's a great movie. So yeah, no complaints about it. Okay, um, then that is our list. Uh, head over to the letterbox page uh, to take a look at our list of adventure movies from the night. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show right now by talking about our movie of the month, The Maltese Falcons. So we got three people here tonight. Um, I saw that Coho was able to watch it. Jack and Albert, were you guys able to check it out? Yes. 
Okay, so we'll start with Coho. Coho, your take on the Maltese Falcon, along with a rating, please. I was bored, man. Uh, I I was like, I I had heard so much about like, oh, this is a film noir that like a detective's kind of story that you'd be interested in from so many people. Uh, and I finally watched it today, and I was like, you know what? I'm in the mood. Let's sit down. Let's just watch it. And I just couldn't get into it. I think Humphrey Bogart is such a boring actor. He like he looks like that dog from Looney Tunes that just has the really droopy eye. You know what I'm talking about? Or maybe it's not even Looney Tunes, but that like cartoon dog. That His name like, is Droopy. droopy. Yeah, oh, yeah. He looks exactly like Droopy. Like, and he just and he's so monotone and like it's either down here or he's pissed the fuck off and like hitting people. There's no in between. There's no nothing. I don't like him. I actually don't like anyone in this movie, to be totally honest. I think Philip Laurie is the only performance I like, the only character that I found interesting, um, just because he's, like, not his own person until he, like, kind of stands up at the end and, and instantly backs down again. I think he's the only person I was interested in seeing. Like, I think the whole thing is just fine. Like, it's totally okay. I don't really get the love for this one. Um, there's only one scene in the whole movie where I was like, this is a good scene. Like this is actually kind of good where they're trying to pin the blame on someone, that whole thing where he's like, uh, where he's like, you don't forget, I've got the Falcon. You may have the Falcon, but we certainly have you. I think that's the only back and forth was like, this is good. And then I wish the whole movie was that scene. Like I wish that was what the movie was. It, Cause it's just not, I was not entertained. I don't like Bogart. And honestly, I'm, I'm not as interested in seeing a lot of other Bogart movies. I'm not, and as interested in seeing what he does in Casablanca now, because I still never seen Casablanca. Um, but oh well. All right, what would you give it, Coho? Three stars, and that's probably being a little generous. Okay, uh, Jack, let's go to you next. Uh yeah, no. Uh, this is a movie I had heard a whole lot about. I had been dying to see it since high school. My film studies teacher recommended it as like a an essential film noir to watch, and I finally got to see it. And I was underwhelmed. Uh, I, I I did not love it. Uh, I did I did love Bogart. Now I thought he was like the one part of it. I'm like, okay, yes, you're doing something. I'm I, I'm I, I'm actually liking here. And uh, it wasn't really until the last like ha uh, twenty minutes where I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is some good stuff uh, happening here. But then, uh, but there. But there's something in the movie that happens towards the end that kind of just makes the entire movie feel pointless. And I, I kind of hated it. Uh, that little reveal for it, uh, I, I did not like that at all. And uh, yeah, Bogart's great. rest of the movie is fine. Uh, it's a little, uh, my initial reaction, it's a little overrated. Maybe it'll go up on rewatch, but uh, I, 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 was, I was hoping it would be Hoping it would be better. All right, what would you give it, Jack? Uh, yeah, I'll go with uh, three stars as well. Okay. Uh, Albert, what about you? Yeah, uh, I liked that okay. Um, I thought Humphrey Bogart was good. I like the film. I like the film noir. I'm not a big classics person, but for the most case, uh, I guess the classics that I've seen, most of them I sort of like it. I haven't seen a bad classic. <laughs> um but yeah, I like I like the film I like this uh, the film noir style of it. Uh, I'll be honest, a little bit of the plot in the middle sort of lost me. I had to rewind the film a couple, uh, several times. I was like, oh wait, what just happened? Um, but yeah, I like I like I like Bogart. I like Peter Laurie uh, in here. Um, 
and I do get the sentiment with the uh, with the Maltese Falcon being a fake and everything. I was like, huh, interesting. Um, but outside of that, I don't think there was that much that was like mind blowing from this film. Nothing really like, oh, nothing like new. Well, I guess at the time it was new, but like now it's like nothing like that I haven't seen before. So it's like, yeah, okay, it's it's good. I I, I liked it. Okay. What would you give it, Albert? I gave it three and a half. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to be doing best movie soundtracks. We do have a full panel for that already. Um, so that that's already said and done. Uh, be on the lookout this week, though, for uh, two things from Logit. We have the uh, schedule for March coming out, so you can know what shows we're going to be doing in March. So you can, if you want to sign up. Uh, you can do that by messaging either myself or Boatman or commenting on that post when I make it. Um, I would expect that probably tomorrow. Um, and then also um, sometime over the weekend, we'll be posting the uh, list for movies, um, movie of the month uh, for March. Uh, that is going to be uh, the 2020s uh, uh, decade. Um, so something new. Uh, we're, 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 go we're wrapping back around. So um next week will be the last week of maltese falcon and then we'll be talking something from the 2020s so there will be lots of opportunities there um for something new so that'll be fun uh i want to thank everybody this was a fun show uh nice big panel talked about a lot of movies so that was fun so thank you to coho uh jack albert brian uh boatman as always it's been a pleasure guys we'll see you next week with soundtracks until then have a good one in case i don't see you Good afternoon, good evening, good evening. Come on!